Today is May 29th, 2022, as we are rounding up or finishing up our study on Jeremiah and Ezekiel, and our lesson 13 is God's healing presence. And so we have taken prayer requests, and I'm going to ask Brother Mickey if he would lead us in prayer, if he would. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this day. Thank you, Lord, that you are always on uh, emergency for any cause that comes before us. Father, Lord, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you overshadow and you are anointing spirit would be with the Uvalde city today. Lord, that your hand would rest upon these that have lost children. Heavenly Father, and this teacher that not only lost her life, but her husband's life as well. Father, we ask you to cover them with your hand. Anoint them, Heavenly Father, to see the presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit dwelling within them. Give them courage, Heavenly Father, to see the future, not the past. Heavenly Father, to look unto you for the strength that is needed and the guidance in the direction today. We ask you to be with the city leaders, Heavenly Father, and the school board, Heavenly Father, as they go through this time. Heavenly Father, just give them strength, wisdom, and understanding, Heavenly Father, that it is you that is still in control. Father, you don't understand why someone would do this, but Lord, we know that it is not you. It is of the devil and the evil of this world. Father, we ask you to cover them now with your blood. Lord, we lift up Alice and Dennis to you today. Father, and ask you to continue to touch them, anoint them, O God, today. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, now that Alice is on vacation, Heavenly Father, we give her, give her strength, O God, to continue to minister unto Dennis under his hurt and pain, Father, that she would be the, the healer, Lord, and the nurse maid that is needed today. We lift up Danny Stroud to you today, Father, and ask you to touch him, Lord, anoint him today. Lord, we know that you touched the, the, the doctors as they rightly divided and decided what was necessary to be done. Father, we ask complete healing in his body. Lord, strength and, and a new awareness of your presence, O oh God, in his life today. Guide him and direct him, Heavenly Father. Lord, we lift up Jacqueline to you today, Father, and ask you to touch and minister unto her today. Father, the healing touch of your healing hand. Lord, we know that there is nothing impossible that you can heal us from. Father, from the least uh, hurt to the greatest pain. Father, you are still the great physician. We ask you to be with uh, this teacher, Heavenly Father. She takes her students to, to Dallas for testing. Lord, we ask your anointing presence to be with her. Guide her, direct her, Heavenly Father, your protective hand resting upon her. Lord, we just thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit and your guiding hand. We give you glory and honor and praise, for it's in thy name we pray. Amen. We are starting a new quarter next Sunday, so if you haven't got your quarterly or lesson leaflets, be sure to pick that up today so you'll be able to study for it before we meet uh, next Sunday, if Jesus tarries, <laughs> amen. Um, so today we're winding up the study in Ezekiel about God's healing presence, and um, the key verse is way over there in Revelation because we'll see how that there is a comparison between what Revelation 22 uh, mentions as well as what Ezekiel will be mentioning. And so 
both of them talk about the tree of life and and how that the fruit is yielded every month and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations and uh, it's that tree of life will be an amazing trees because they they have a different fruit every month talk about a fruit of the month club they they have a different fruit every month it says for these 12 months and a fresh crop each month and the leaves will be used for medicine to heal the nations we know even today a lot of medicines are from herbs and and uh, from the leaves our american indians you know they would if anybody was sick they would gather some different herbs and and put it on them and we know even in the bible hezekiah when he was sick they gathered a poultice and put it on him that healed his body so there it's been that way for a long time as far as being medicine in the leaves and herbs of the field uh, our central truth is followers of Christ can be certain that one day they will know complete healing and restoration and thank God that healing is available for us even today and uh, he's in the healing business Christ is the same yesterday today and forever so um, the first 33 chapters of Ezekiel are almost entirely concerned with judgment for sin but the tone changes beginning in 33 21 when a survivor from Jerusalem comes to Ezekiel and announces the city has fallen speaking of Jerusalem from that point to the end of the book Ezekiel focuses on visions of restoration and salvation in our last lesson we looked at chapter 34 that concluded with God's promise of a Messiah who would come to redeem and will reign eternally so today we're going to be look more closely at this future reign and of course we know that water is essential for our natural lives they said you you can go several days without food but you can't without water water is essential both for drinking and for producing food it is logical then that God uses the image of water to symbolize the provision of spiritual life to his people throughout the scriptures water appears over and over in connection to God's power provision and future plans for his people so then chapters 40 through 48 of Ezekiel contain the prophets vision of the New Jerusalem and the new temple and many features of this vision resonate with John's vision of the New Jerusalem in Revelation 22 although the visions differ in ways each shares unique details and focuses on particular specifics and so they essentially point to the same realities and just as the river of life figures prominently in Ezekiel's vision 
It is also predominant in John's vision. During Jesus' ministry on earth, the Savior spoke of the water of life, and God's message to us is both consistent and comforting. That's the introduction. So uh, today we're going to be looking at God's healing presence in this river of life. And uh, our first part has to do about God's presence returns. So if you want to find out where it left, go to Ezekiel the 11th chapter and verse 23. It says, The glory of the Lord went up from the midst of the city and stood upon the mountains, which is on the east side of the city. So Ezekiel both saw the glory leaving, and he also sees the glory returning. And so this is where we're at now in Ezekiel 43, where it will be speaking of the glory of the Lord returning. And if you'll turn to Ezekiel 43, beginning with verse 1 through verse 9. Let me see. Larry, do you have that? I do. All right. I'm glad I have some readers here. <laughs> Ezekiel 43, verse 1. Then he led me to the gate, the gate facing east. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel was coming from the east, and the sound of his coming was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. And the vision I saw was just like the vision that I had seen when he came to destroy the city, and just like the vision that I had seen by the Chebar Canal. And I fell on my face, just as the glory of the Lord entered the temple by the gate facing east, the Spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court, and behold, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. While the man was standing beside me, I heard one speaking to me out of the temple, and he said to me, Son of man, this is the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet where I will dwell in the midst of the people of Israel forever. And the house of Israel shall no more defile my holy name, neither they nor their kings by their whoring and by the dead bodies of their kings at their high places. By setting their threshold by my threshold and their doorpost beside my doorpost with only a wall between me and them. They have defiled my holy name by their abominations that they have committed, so I have consumed them in my anger. Now, let them put away their whoring and the dead bodies of their kings far from me, and I will dwell in their midst forever. All right, beautiful promise the Lord gave there. Thank you. And uh, so we said that we saw the glory of the Lord depart because of Israel being stooped in idolatry and uh, God just wouldn't put up with it very much longer. And so the glory of the Lord departed when they stopped putting him first and worshiping him 
above any other so-called gods. And so when they uh, finally come through the tribulation period and they get their act together finally in the tribulation, Israel does, and uh, there's a remnant that will turn back to God. And uh, when they do that, then God is able to come back in glory to them. Of course, the glory has to do with the presence of the Lord. And um, we sing a song sometimes about that, how that the glory of your presence, because that's what we desire to have when we meet together. And how wonderful it is when it, it just fills the whole house, you know, and the, you just feel the presence of the Lord from, from the uh, floor up to the balcony. I'm glad it reaches the balcony. I'm usually sitting up there. <laughs> and uh, I always say, well, the disciples went to the upper room. The balcony's kind of the upper room. <laughs> and, but anyway, you can feel the presence of the Lord throughout the entire sanctuary and that's beautiful when you feel his presence and worship unto the Lord and um, so we saw in Ezekiel 11 that the glory departed and went to the east now we see that from the east the glory is coming back but it won't be right away because we know that for one thing, the temple was destroyed when they went into Babylonian captivity and uh, they did build another temple under Ezra, all right, but uh, it was just a temporary thing because it wasn't long until even that temple is destroyed in 70 AD, we know. Uh, and they haven't been able to build a temple since. But during the tribulation period the antichrist is going to build the temple again and but he's going to defile the temple by saying he's god so you have all these chapters there in ezekiel that gives a description of the the uh, temple and and the uh, uh, way the land of israel will be divided up during the millennium and so we know that this is speaking of the millennium temple when it talks about the glory of the Lord coming to the temple out of the east. And um, so uh, this was an encouragement to Ezekiel to realize God had not given up on Israel, that the glory of the Lord will come back to Israel and uh, to the temple that Jesus has built in the millennial kingdom. So you have a description, like I said, of that millennial temple in the chapters preceding it, and also the dimensions of the way the land will be divided up, the way that God promised Abraham that they would have the land from the Nile River all the way to the Euphrates River. They haven't had that much land since uh, he promised that but they will during the millennium and uh, there's a section that will be divided up for the temple that will be there in the midst of this uh, 
this land uh, that is divided. So uh, the glory of the Lord will come back from the east. It went to the east, and now it's going to come back from the east, and it will fill the whole house, it says there, that he read. All right, so uh, God's presence returns there in Ezekiel 43, 1 through 9. And then we go all the way to Ezekiel 47, where we have about the river of God. And uh, in verses 1 through 6, um, let's see, Kay, do you have that? 1 through 6. The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east, and the water was flowing from the south side. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no no one could cross. He asked me, Son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. sure you've heard sermons about this depth of the river that uh, starts out ankle deep. Um, let's just write it on here. First it was ankle deep and then we find we're a little further on it becomes uh, knee deep and then it comes waist deep and finally it's so deep that <laughs> You just swim in it, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so different ones I know have talked about how that this can represent our walk with the Lord and how we can grow deeper in the Lord. Uh, for instance, when a person is first saved, they're happy and rejoiceful. And uh, when you're ankle deep, you can just splash around and have a good time, you know. <laughs> and uh, so... It, it represents, you know, just, um, just starting out in the river of God ankle deep. He doesn't start us out deep, deep, but we can always go deeper in the Lord and closer to the Lord. And uh, so it's more of a kind of a play thing, you know, when you're ankle deep, you can splash around and have a good time. But then it went on further I think my brother said that he found out it, it went for a whole mile, really, before it changed. I don't know if you have a modern translation of what those thousand cubits are. But anyway, it, it went quite a ways, anyway. And uh, then it changed into getting knee-deep. And, of course, knee-deep represents our prayer life. 
and how that we pray on our knees usually uh, if we can, or at least we kneel in our hearts by the, if we're not able to kneel. I can kneel, but it's another problem getting back up, as they say, you know, when you get older. But uh, anyway, uh, so knees always speak of prayer, you know. You kneel down to pray. And so this is where you're getting closer to the Lord when you're getting more into a prayer life where you're just not splashing around and, and just jumping around enjoying the, the blessings of the Lord. But you are also getting more of a concern for those around you and you, you have a prayer life where you spend time in prayer. So then the water gets up to your knees and then it goes all the way up to the waist after a while. And of course the waist covers your reproductive area. And uh, so when you get closer to the Lord and deeper in the Lord, you should start reproducing and winning souls to the Lord, or at least uh, sponsoring those that are out there winning souls. But we should have a desire to see souls saved and, and realize that hell is real and uh, people are going there unless they are saved. And so we need to have a burden for lost souls and that draws us closer to the Lord. And then when you go on further in the Lord, you can get into those waters where you just totally surrender completely to the Holy Spirit, where you can just swim and, and rest in the Spirit, and the Spirit will lead you along. And uh, so this represents the different phases, you might say, of your walk with the Lord and how that uh, you finally learn to just be more led of the Spirit and controlled by the Spirit of God, and uh, he, He'll lead you along. I never, I never liked going into any water that was over my head because I'm not that good a swimmer myself. But uh, when you get into water where you can't no longer Wade, you gotta swim, and uh, so we we start relying completely on the Lord as He carries us along. Awesome. Yes. I, I know that. Um, Let me get a mic to you. They won't pick it up. Uh, we've also heard. We've also in church those you know we've all been in church and when the spirit of god is moving and people are just kind of sitting back and just kind of not going in and entering in and uh, the individuals on the front would say come on in come on into the water the water is deep okay you're only ankle deep come on in come on in praise the lord get into the worship and the more worship the more of the worshipful spirit that you had the deeper you would get into the presence of the lord until you were pretty much swimming um so i mean it's but i i liked your the way that you said that better 
Well, I'm, I'm just copying it from somebody else that talked about those things. I don't know if it was Perry Stone or somebody like that. But, but uh, I like those definitions because it is true that the deeper you get in the Lord, the, the more you depend upon the Holy Spirit and we can rest in the Spirit. And uh, Jesus said, um, if anyone believes in him, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. Now, we were, we've been talking about the river there, which represents the Spirit of God, but also there are rivers that he has for us. And I like to think of it as a river of joy, a river of peace, a river of love. And you can go through all the fruit of the Spirit, how that each one can be a river in your life, you know. And... Uh, so uh, God has so much for us, you know, and there's always more that we can have from the Lord. All right, so uh, now we come to Ezekiel's river there in uh, 47, 7 through 12, that is life-giving waters or healing waters is what we're talking about. Let's see, Mickey, I don't think you've read Ezekiel 47, 7. Now when I returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other. Then said he unto me, These waters issue out toward the east country, and go down into the desert, and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the water shall be healed. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth which moveth, whithersoever the rivers shall come, shall live, and there shall be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed, and everything shall live whither the river cometh. And it shall come to pass that the fishers shall stand upon the upon it from Egangide, and, and even unto in Galing, they shall be a place to spread forth nets. Their fish shall be according to their, their kinds as the fish of the great sea exceeding in many. many. But the miry places thereof and the marshes thereof shall not be healed. They shall be given to salt. And by the river upon the bank thereof, on this side and on the, that side, shall grow all trees for meat, whose leaves shall not fade. Neither shall they be, the fruit thereof be consumed. It shall bring forth new fruit according to this his month, because their waters they issued out of the sanctuary, and the fruit thereof shall be for meat, and the leaf thereof for medicine. All right. You have any comments? Step into the water. Wait out a little bit deeper. Get in the water. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And uh, we see that these are definitely a healing water that takes place where they, uh, where it heals even the Dead Sea <laughs> when it reaches the Dead Sea. And Zechariah talked about that also in Zechariah, the 14th chapter, when it talked about when 
Christ returns to this earth and where he's going to return to. He's going to return to where he left from. If he left from the Mount of Olives, he's coming back to the Mount of Olives. And uh, so this isn't the rapture. This is the second coming when he comes with the saints. And uh, in verse 4, it says, His feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave or split in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountains shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. There's going to be a geography change when Jesus comes back and steps on the Mount of Olives. And you shall flee to the valley of the mountains, and... Um, it goes on to say that uh, the Lord my God shall come and all the saints with thee. But it shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord, not day nor night, but it, it shall come to pass that at evening it shall be light. And it shall be in the day the living waters shall go out from Jerusalem half of them toward the former sea, and half of them toward the hinder sea. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day shall there be one Lord, and his name one. And um, so it talks about how that there's going to be a healing in this river that will be um, flowing from uh, Jerusalem. Men shall dwell in it. There shall be no more utter destruction. <coughs> but Jerusalem shall be safely inhabited. And um, let's see where I wanted to go. But anyway, uh, Ezekiel talks about how that uh, there'll be a healing even of the Dead Sea, if you notice that he read there in Ezekiel, the 47th chapter. Yeah, I'm in the wrong chapter. But anyway, it talks about how the, the Dead Sea will even be healed, you know, and that they'll be able to be fish in there again for the fishermen. And because uh, nothing dead can survive in the Lord's kingdom. <laughs> He's... <coughs> Living uh, uh, being 
Right, it's and too high of salt. There you go. Yeah. What a comparison. Yeah, right. So uh, you can't drown in it. <laughs> I guarantee you, you'll float. The reason it's the Dead Sea is because it flows in, but nothing goes out. Right. God's going to make it outward. Right. Right. And so uh, part of this river will flow to the to the west, to the Mediterranean Sea, and toward the east, toward the Dead Sea. And uh, wherever the river goes, it brings life. And um, praise God for that. Uh, if you go, we're about out of time, in Revelation 22, it mentions another uh, aspect of the river. In 22, it says, he showed me a pure river of water <coughs> of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation, which we talked about earlier. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be written in their forts. And... Uh, there shall be no night there. They need no candle, the light of the sun even, for the Lamb is the light. Amen. So we have something to look forward to, and uh, just stay in the river. Don't get out. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word, and we thank you, Lord, that you have provided a river that we can go grow deeper in you, in it, Lord, and, and just help us, Lord, to, to just follow the leading of your spirit, Lord, and we thank you for the healing that is in that river, <coughs> and we praise you for the victory we have in you, be with the service to follow, Lord, and we'll praise you for it in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a happy Memorial Day.